Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Momming Autism Podcast, where we are providing a positive platform for parents to share their stories about raising special needs children. We are your hosts, Amanda DeLuca and Katie MD, and today we are pleased to be joined by our first Australian autism mama, Paige Carter of Oak for Autism. So welcome, Paige, and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So Paige, could you kind of introduce yourself and give everyone a little overview of your family and your journey with autism so that um, we can get a feel for who you are? Sure. So my name is Paige. I'm from um, South Australia in Australia. I have a two and a half year old little boy who is autistic. He was diagnosed in October last year. I also have a little girl, Lacey, she is six, and my husband, who we've been together for nearly 13 years, um, and we're both very passionate about the disability sector. Both my husband and I have worked in the disability sector. He doesn't anymore, but I still do. I've worked in disability for nine years. Um, So I guess, and disability kind of found me um, back when I just finished high school, and now I really feel like disability found me because I'm sort of like everything happens for a reason and um, yeah I think the universe knew that we were going to be blessed with Oakland and that he was going to be autistic Um, so yeah that that's sort of us and I'm just really passionate about sharing our experiences and being someone that's there to help other mums in this somewhat isolating journey so he was diagnosed you said um right around two right yeah so in october so he was just gone two because he was two in july okay so um my jackson was also diagnosed 25 months so right after his second birthday katie what about you right around there too right no we actually we knew uh that avery was on the spectrum um when he was much younger closer to the age of two but um, we actually had to wait to get his uh, paper signed um, because they had thought that it was like a speech delay or something besides him being on the spectrum. So Avery actually didn't get diagnosed till like pretty much just a few months short of him going into kindergarten. Wow. So we had to wait a really long time. I, I wish it would have been sooner. Absolutely. So, so how is that? Sorry. I just have a, because we start kindergarten differently to you guys, I think. We started, uh, Avery started kindergarten um, when he was about five years old. Um, just about going to turn six. Uh, he started kindergarten. Okay. Yeah. Kindergarten, kindergarten in Australia starts at four. Oh, wow. And then oh, they start wow. what we call reception. So that's like your first year at actual school is at five. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So Paige, because you had um, sort of a working background um, with individuals with disabilities, were you expecting a diagnosis? Did you notice things or um, what did that look like for you? Absolutely, 100%. Um, I I knew even when I was pregnant, I had a high risk pregnancy with Oakland. They actually think they actually thought that he had Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was followed really, really closely um, throughout my pregnancy. But I chose for no genetic testing because I you know, had a strong passion for disability. To us, it didn't matter. 
um, and I didn't want to risk anything happening to him. Um, but I, my intuition didn't tell me that he had um, Down syndrome. I actually said to my family when I was pregnant, I think he's autistic. Um, and I just, I just knew. Um, and then when he was about four months old, he was quite delayed in his development. And he used to do things like wave his hands in front of his eyes as almost a bit of a stim, mm-hmm. especially when we were out in busy environments. And I, I just said to everybody, like, he's, he's autistic. I just know. And all my family said to me, don't be silly. He's just a baby. How could you know? And I just knew. Um, and then as he got a bit older, he was followed by specialists um, because he also has a medical condition. Um, and, yeah, he was followed by specialists. So they... Um, watched him very very closely and at about one they finally come on board with me because of his delays and they said okay let's start this process so that sort of went from there but yeah I intuition told me even when I was pregnant so I noticed with Jackson he was probably I don't know six months he was um in the we call it like a jumper here i'm sure you girls have something similar where there's like all these toys around them um okay and jackson would bounce and bounce and bounce and make these long e sounds and i'm like oh my gosh i know what this is he's not just a colicky baby he has autism and then at and then at 12 months, he stopped responding to his name. He stopped making eye contact. He lost all of his words and he refused to switch from baby food to table food. And our doctor wasn't having it. Like, no, you're a first time mom. You're just paranoid. So we really had to fight um, to get transferred for a diagnosis. Yeah. I feel like I was lucky because Oakland has a very rare medical condition. It's actually, it's called Caffey's disease, C-A-F-F-E-Y-S. Um, and it's um, a genetic condition. My husband has it and so does his mum and our niece. Um, but it, there's not many people in the world that have it and Oakland's actually the first recorded case in the world to have it in his skull. It is um, extra bone formation. You can't see it from the, inside, uh, the outside, but it's on the inside and it's a chronic pain disease. Um, so our our children's hospital in South Australia was very interested in Oakland. So I think that that's why we were lucky that so many people followed him. So it was picked up early. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's. But I've heard lots of stories from other mums that yeah, it, they really have to fight for the diagnosis at a young age. So with that, you said it's chronic pain. Do, is it hard for you to distinguish what is pain and what is a behavior um, that's associated with autism? Because for Absolutely. us, th- that's how we know when Jackson's sick. When behaviors are increased, we know that he's in pain, but he can't tell us that he's in pain. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Oakland has a high, high pain tolerance, as I'm sure um, your little boys do too. Um, mm-hmm. and he just, he just keeps going, but yes, he'll be a lot more aggressive, um, a lot more destructive than he already is. And he'll, he'll just whine, which he doesn't normally do. And he'll just be a lot more emotional, which he isn't normally. Um, normally he just keeps going little energizer bunny. Um, but yeah, we definitely notice changes in his behavior and he also, um, will stop eating, um, but now that's hard because we've noticed that he stopped eating due to what we think is a regression. So that's going to be another tricky thing to try and, yeah, figure out what so, it is. So um, I think we're all raising the same children somehow. <laughs> um, but um, you and Katie could really connect because Katie also sees um, the failure to eat. 
um, as uh, for Jackson, right, Katie, not for Avery? Yeah. 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 That's a hard one. Um, the just eating in general, like it has been one of our biggest struggles and one of the things that I feel I have researched and did so much just looking into and asking questions about and all of the things and we just were constantly hitting roadblocks I I just and we're not making progress and oh it's tough it is so so tough it's just a really new thing to me um Oakland was always a child that would eat anything I you could put anything in front of him and he would eat it and even things that he shouldn't eat um so this is actually relatively new to us so it's really apart from when he was going through chronic pain but then that was an indicator that he was going through chronic pain but now he just seems to just not want to eat anything but fruit he loves fruit um and that's all he'll eat and he's just losing so much weight his clothes are falling off of him um yeah he just it's it's really hard and it's definitely something that I'm new to so you almost don't um you know with the not eating you kind of almost are like for us anyways we're at this point that we just don't know what to do um we have really good I I call them streaks really good time spans in our in our month where we can go like say a week or three days um and Jackson will eat, but I find that he's not eating necessarily like breakfast, lunch, you know, supper, things like that. He's gorging himself. So, you know, he doesn't eat for a week and is losing weight and having stomach issues and all of the things. And then all of a sudden he starts eating and he's eating in massive amounts and usually ends up making himself sick. Um, but there is literally hardly any food that that kid will touch. So then there's a whole other side of it. Um, and, and same as, you know, your son, Paige, um, our Jackson really is really glued onto fruit. That that kid eats more fruit than probably any child in the world should consume. Like he is a fruit kid. Um, he loves it and it doesn't matter if he's never tried it before. Um, it's like he just knows that it's a fruit and he loves it. But um, branching off of that to try something besides fruit um, is a really big struggle. And then anytime, you know, he asks for, say, a new type of food, all of us just freeze. Like, what is happening? Like, is, is what's happening? Like, does he actually want that? Like, if we make what he wants... Is he going to eat it? I would like to say that I've been disappointed for the whole year of 2020 by listening to what he wanted me to make uh, because he never ate it. So yeah, it's really hard. It is really hard and it's really concerning. I just, I, he has to eat. Like our kids have to eat. And it just yeah, it mm-hmm. worries me what other, um, what other struggles it's going to bring for us. That yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I've had so many people say, well, just make a smoothie. You can hide anything in a smoothie. They're not dumb. Yeah. They know exactly. what I'm they know what I'm dumping in that blender. Yeah. <laughs> and even if they're not what even if you don't think they're watching, they're watching. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. 
So Paige, I also want to talk about, um, you wrote a beautiful piece on your um, blog, I think it was just yesterday or the night before, about um, your daughter and how you encourage her to ask questions and teaching her about diversity. And I think that is um, so needed and such a beautiful um, approach that I think we could really use some some tips and some help on how to do that in our own children, but also for other people who don't have a child at home with special needs, but their kids are going to encounter that at school or in extracurricular activities to help open up that conversation. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. Thank you so much for liking my piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, it's something that I've always encouraged because like I said, I worked in disability before um, and I think like a lot of kids, they ask questions and probably in the wrong way, but they, we understand their kids. Like say in a shopping center, you see, um, you know, you're with your child and you see someone in a wheelchair and your kid likely points and says, mom, like, what is wrong with them or something I th- and parents often shy away from that and like tell them to sh- and you know direct them to walk away but I'd, I'd strongly like to advise people not to do that we, we're not upset we can see their children they're not offending us rather than that say encourage them to say hello encourage them to wave um, encourage them to engage um, encourage their questions explain to them why you know that person could possibly be in a wheelchair um that yes they look they do look different let's not you know beat around the bush but they do look different and that's okay there's reasons for that but they're still a person at the end of the day they're still a person and they still um deserve for people to know about know know about them and know about conditions that exist and what they may see um and just to be open to that and not see it as something that is so different. And I mean, let's be honest, we all know that our children have moments where they appear different, where they are on the ground, yep. where they are stimming. We're aware of that. Yep. It has taken a long time and some people may not be there yet, but I understand now that that is just who Jackson is. Yes. And. And other people are not as focused on it as I once thought they were. Yeah. In the be- in the beginning of our journey, I thought everyone is staring at us. We have to get out of here. No, no, we don't. Um, we do need to work through it. But um, I wish that I would have been more open about it, like you were saying, and encouraging um, the questions instead of shushing and you know shying away from. Yeah. I um so what do you have a dialogue that you use with her or how you've um, encouraged you know questions or just something that might be a tip for another mom I always just say to her um what what is it babe what what is it that you see is different and she might say to me um it's they're in a wheelchair or they're um they have it like someone who's blind they have a stick mum why um, and I always just try to explain to her um, whatever the disability is and the reasons behind it. Um, tips. D- just encourage their questions. They're not being rude. They, they don't understand that it's rude. Um, and just just be open. Always be open. They're not meaning anything by it. And it, the best way to... Um, 
make them be more accepting is to be open. And I think it's important um, to not say, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. It's okay to address it in that moment. Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, they, parents don't want to upset parents who are out with a child with special needs. But I think it, I'd really like to stress that you're not upsetting us. It's not upsetting that your child is, you know, interested. It, it's actually a great thing. I'm, I wish more children, more people would be interested in kids with special needs, adults with special needs, anything that's different and but opening them up to that whole world because it's it's a beautiful world it's hard but it's a beautiful world um, and I just think it's so important to open that up and open their little eyes to things that are different and uh, Kate has shared a piece about this before where she said um, you know when the mom finally walked over noticed that her son was in a meltdown and said how can I help you yeah. how can I help you that could make the world of a difference for a mom because I know there have been so many times where I felt so alone and so defeated because I couldn't move past the meltdown in a public place. And one person just saying, what do you need? Even if my answer was nothing, would have completely changed Absolutely. I did, that moment. I did a piece about this a little while ago and um, just about how you could help in a situation I think I'm still in that phase you were talking about where you feel like everybody's watching you and everyone's judging you. Um, when Oakland has a meltdown out in the community, I, my anxiety just goes through the roof still at the moment. And sometimes like people say to me, but Paige, you've got nine years in the experience in the sector. Like, why does it make you so anxious? And I don't know. And it makes me feel silly because it's like, Paige, you, you've done this a thousand times before with other people's children, but you can't do it with your own. Um, but yeah, I just, if you if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it and that's okay. Just walk away, but don't mutter anything under your breath. Don't give a bad look. Um, but if you, if you are um, courageous enough to come and offer a hand, oh, it, it's, it just makes us feel not so alone. There's someone there. That, that's really nice feeling. Absolutely. And I don't want you to think that my anxiety doesn't spike all the time because let me tell you. <laughs> There are more times than not where my husband has to look at me and say, you need to relax. You need to relax. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still, I am still, um, I'm naturally an anxious person. Yeah. I, I can say that with 100% honesty. So um, sometimes it does take over. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we touched on regression a little bit, but um, did you see... Um, a language regression or a skill regression or what does that look like um, when you say that there's a regression obviously the feeding but what else um, so when Oakland learns new words um, we seem to lose some words as well that he would usually say um, but he, he seems to have lost some words without gaining new ones speech pathology appointments that he doesn't necessarily use all of the words that he has functionally a lot of it is echolalia um whereas we thought that you know he's using those words that's brilliant by an actual fact he doesn't really understand the meaning behind them um and also behavior he just it takes a split second for him to become so agitated 
um, and it's ju- it's just heightening. It's just getting more and more often. Um, he's also started at a few um, groups that are run here in Australia, and his anxiety. Um, I've I've never noticed anxiety in him as much as I have been in the last few weeks. Um, he does this thing where he rubs his hands together, um, just over and over and over again and he gets really anxious and you can you can tell something's wrong but he doesn't have the words to tell you what Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah the feeding is definitely the biggest issue though he just won't eat katie um i think you can kind of relate to Paige on almost all of those points definitely um both with Avery, our oldest, and then our youngest, Jackson. Um, Avery regressed really, really hard. Um, when he was just about six-ish, um, that was the hardest part um, of our journey that we had ever experienced. And now that our son is going to turn 10, I can say that I hope we never go through that version or that part of heart ever again. Um, Avery regressed so hard that he had lost all eye contact, um, all ability to be able to respond to anything, um, even things that he really adores and and brings him joy. Um, He was self-harming. He was throwing himself off of things, um, off of our deck. It became such a safety concern um, that when we were at our very peak of hard and him regressing so, so much, like he had lost all skills, putting his shoes on, um, he wasn't sleeping, he wasn't eating, um, and we were ready to go uh, to medication because we just really didn't know what else to do. he literally snapped out of it. It was the hardest thing and also the weirdest thing that I have ever seen happen. Um, because one morning he literally just woke up and it was like everything, all the hard that we just went through got erased. It was beyond strange. And he started eating again. He started using um, his very limited uh, language but started using his language again, um, started responding or like giving eye contact when you would say his name. Um, but that, that was hard. That was, that was our heart of our heart. And he regressed very, very hard. Um, and, uh, I want to say similar to you, uh, Paige with your son, um, both our son, Avery and Jackson, uh, we call them like their little box, box of knowledge or, Um, information that they can store for Avery he can literally only hold on to probably no more than 15 15 to 20 skills um, at a time if he learns a new skill um, one goes away so uh, we found that to be true once he started um, learning to put his shoes on he learned to put his shoes on he lost the skill of uh, being able to zip his jacket up. Um, and and this is our journey. This is the way it goes. Uh, same with our son, Jackson. Um, his comes in waves. So Jackson is uh, going to turn five. And Jackson's are on like a weekly basis. So Jackson's are much harder. 
um, in the sense that every week is a new week. Um, there are times where he is able to hold a spoon and feed himself, and he has that uh, skill of fine motor. And uh, the next week, he's unable to hold a spoon. He's unable to verbally communicate with us. Um, it's really, really hard. It's a different type of hard than what um, we've experienced with Avery. So we we have it on both sides. Avery is on the severe end of the spectrum. Uh, where Jackson is undiagnosed but um, is verbal but comes in huge waves of regression um, consistently um, throughout the month and we still are trying to figure that out what what that entails and what does that mean and why it's happening so two different different uh, journeys that very much um, have opened my eyes to the world of special needs and what families go through and and how hard some people's hearts can be so katie i can relate to your um the box of knowledge i feel like um jackson my jackson um regresses and shuts down out of a defense mechanism when it's too much when we're moving too fast when there's too many um unknowns that he Mm -hmm. um that's when we see a regression it's like he's going into um self-protection mode and we don't know when that's going to be over. And I always worry about what will come back and what will have to be retaught. And we hope that it sticks. I, I can also um, 100% relate to the you know, the box because um, I feel like that's what's happening with Oakland at the moment. All of his therapy has started and some come back from Christmas. And I think that's what it is like it's all too And he is putting up the, that defense mechanism. Yes. Mm -hmm. I really wish that there was a way we could pick. I know that sounds, you know, terrible, but um, there was, you know, and this was ever ago, Avery would have been like, oh, Avery would have been seven-ish. And, you know, for the very first time, he said, I love you. And it was uncoached. It was, you know, no pecs cards, no nothing, literally just said it. And about two weeks later, he, he, Avery went through a regression and he lost it and, and couldn't say it again. And there are things that, you know, to other parents, you know, maybe aren't, aren't important or, you know, not their top, you know, something that their kid does. But I feel like for a family like us, um, you know, Avery is not academically at his, you know, um, grade level and there are so many things that Avery cannot do but I try to focus on what he can do so I always find myself feeling so incredibly sad when he does something new or when he said I love you to me and like he looked right at me and I was like oh my god and I was so happy that he said that that you know um and then he lost it. He lost being able to say that. And it's not that he doesn't love me or anything like that. It just was so nice to hear that, that I wish that when our kids go through regression, that we were able to, you know, certain things they hold on to, like that you were able, like, and they wouldn't lose them. That was something Avery lost. And um, instead, you know, he kept the skill of like being able to open all the windows in our house like I could have done without that yeah I get that there was like there were certain things like if we could trade one for the other and 
through every single regression, through every single hard we've went through, that is literally the one thing that boy has never, never lost. He knows how to open the windows. He knows how to unlock the windows. He'll even show you if you bring up the word window in our house. He'll show you every single one and how you open them and how there's locks on them. So things like that. And, and I don't think, you know, uh, people that don't live our lives or have you know have children or family members that are on the spectrum or you know have a disability or anything like that i don't think they necessarily realize what always our day-to-days look like and and what we go through and what we experience i think it's funny that you talked about windows because um we talked this evening about having somebody come and quote us for new windows in our house um, and Sal said, can we ask them to install them upside down so that we're opening them from the top where he can't reach <laughs> instead of the bottom? <laughs> so oh. we'll ask the question, Katie, and I'll be sure to let you know the answer. It's a genius idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Paige, um, I always like to ask every guest that we have, what advice do you have for a newly diagnosed mom or a newly diagnosed you know, um, family, and it can be multiple, it can be one, um, but something that would have helped you um, at that point in your life. Uh, My number one thing is find your village, find your, find your people, find people who understand that we are out here. Um, I definitely did it by joining Coop's Troops. I absolutely love that group. Um, Just find your people. um, Yeah that's my number one thing because when you don't feel so alone it gives you more courage to fight it's when you isolate yourself that it will become too hard to handle and people and i wish that someone would have told me your friends aren't going to get it but that doesn't mean they can't still be your friends it's okay for them to just say i'm so sorry but like you said, find your tribe who yeah. does get it so that when you are having these moments where there's no one else you can ask, there's somewhere for you to ask the hard questions. Absolutely. 100%. So Paige, where can people find you and follow along with your amazing family and your beautiful journey? Uh, so my page is called Oak for Autism and we're on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, newly started but we're getting there and I'm just really enjoying sharing my story with everybody. Your children are adorable. I love them. (laughs) I love following everybody's journey. Really heartwarming. Yes. Well thank you so much for joining us. It has been so amazing and I know everyone is going to love um, listening to your accent most of all but also to your journey. So thank you ladies so much for joining us and until next week. Absolutely, it was a pleasure. Goodbye everyone until next week. Bye.